0: You're listening to The Ladies' Room. I am Iris St. Moran. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. So by day, we're television news anchors at competing stations in New York. But in real life, we are the best of friends. Okay, so tell our listeners why we decided on The Ladies' Room. You know, it's that place where you get yourself together, maybe fix your hair and makeup, tell a secret. Ladies know what I mean. Girl, you know I know what you mean. So you'll get to hear from some phenomenal ladies who are doing phenomenal things across the world. And our goal is to provide inspiration and information we're on air in the ladies room. Today is our first podcast. We're so excited because we have the legendary Emmy in the house. We don't have sound effects yet, so we'll just do, that. <laughs> no, we'll do <laughs> that. the applause. So TV journalist, author, supermodel, the list goes on. Like I said, we'll be here till kingdom come if we <laughs> listed everything don't. that you do. But in your own words,
1: who who is Emmy? I'm a mom. I'm a body activist, uh, author, model, um, social reformer, uh, shapeshifter, um, friend, and, and uh, sister, aunt. Can you t- explain more what a body activist is? I know. I like that. Well, it, 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 it's so funny. It, it, it does come, f- the first foot into the conversation is about acceptance of the body but it really has everything to do with how connected we are inside. And if there's other things going on that makes us beat ourselves up or body bash ourselves, I try and help women have more effervescence about their life, period. Not involving the body because we're all supposed to be very different. Mm-hmm. If we were the same, I don't think we'd have as many people on this earth. No. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And and it's 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 the variety that makes life interesting mm-hmm. and textured. You know, so for us to fall into um, blaming our bodies for everything is not fair to the body. And it, it's the it's the vehicle for our soul to experience life. Mm-hmm. To turn it inside out. Mm-hmm. Right? So a body activist, I come walking in the door saying, Yes, that's what I do, but I go deeper quick. Mm.
0: Now, have you always been a body activist, or is this kind of something you evolved
1: into? I was born into a family of a mom that was my goddess who beat herself up with the way that she looked, and it didn't make sense to me when I was little, and at five years old, I was told to always keep my tummy in, because I had a tummy. Like, all little five-year-olds were going to be close to six feet. They were gathering steam. And I was jumping and playing. but So I didn't like being told that from my goddess, from my mom. The one that I just liked being cuddled by her and smelling her. And she was my goddess, right? So I, I think the seeds were planted back then. And then she was divorced from my father. I don't remember them being married, but she married uh, my stepfather. And he had the same and worse body issues of his own, which... We know from the National Eating Disorders Association that there's a lot of men that have not been able to communicate or to share their struggles and their, their hardships about how they feel about themselves, which reflects out in body issues, mm-hmm. what we're saying in the very beginning. So um, he drew on my body when I was young um, to tell me, be careful of these certain areas, uh, potentially that they're going to be fat. And that's when the hook, line, and sinker of my becoming a body activist was truly planted. Um, I didn't realize it until I got out of middle school, high school, and um, got into my own work, uh, you know, the the, uh, TV work and and all that. Um, I realized that I wouldn't anchor because in the 80s, We had shoulder pads. Mm, They're coming back. (laughs) Girls, be careful, take them out immediately. I know, I know, immediately. Seriously, immediately, because I was a jock and I, you know, broad shoulders and I would sit on the set and you know, we'd get these wonderful clothes Sent to us to wear for the day, and I had no idea that you could take out the shoulder pads. But little did I know that I was always going to be either the weather girl or a general assignment person. Um, I knocked off all the, all the all the magnetized letters off of the weather board one time, <laughs> and my camera guy fell to his knees, and, and I was like, oh, I guess all the the temperatures are dropping all around the United States. <laughs> and I was like, quick, 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 gotta think about it. But um, I mean, I had a lot of fun, but I really wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to anchor, I wanted to really lead the news, but there was no way because my beautiful German, Polish, Swedish body had this, you know, I was very strong Mm -hmm. and there was no way that I would have a nice fit with the male anchor at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that. I was like, hello, I, I know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. What's wrong, you know, so. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And I know for us, you know, it, it is a subjective industry, definitely. Yes. And so you were subjected to everything in your younger years. Why did you decide to go into modeling?
1: I didn't want to. <laughs> no, I, I, seriously, yes. I was like hair and makeup, frou-frou? Mm-mm. You could ask most anybody, mm. you know, I would, I, I would sleep. No, I wouldn't sleep all the time in class. But I would have my sweats on because I was so tired, and I would never have a bit of makeup. Only on the weekends, I'd have a little bit of something. But never, not what I'm doing now. And I really have fun doing it, because it's its a little bit of like a real departure. Tracy will know, who's sitting in the back there. Tracy knows, like, this is not how I look like all the time. And my daughter's like, don't, can't you just look like you just came off a set for one time when you picked me up from school? <laughs> at least give me that oh because you know the hair up my head you know and I'm just like coming back from work and I'm like hey honey how are you Just like oh god turn the car around That's I so did not want to be seen by you but it's it's strange that I fell into it um I I think that uh you could it's timing and not you know I don't believe in coincidence I believe everything's divinely put together yeah and um I was a marketing director after I left Flagstaff, the k NBC affiliate in Flagstaff, where I cut my teeth in reporting and being, a, you know, involved in what you guys do. Ooh, you guys do. And um, I knew that it was not for me. I knew that I did not want to go to 14 different stops along the journey of uh, reporting. I wanted a family and I wanted to, and I I didn't really have that drive to be like, I've got to be in LA or I've got to be in New York. New York, I've got it. (laughs) There were some people that were totally, totally into that. And I was like, okay, good for you. I didn't want to see another, have my news director go get that story from that mom with the child that just jumped out of the house um, and and the house burnt down, all their belongings are gone. And you're just sitting there going, so how do you feel? You go home at night and it's in your heart. For me, I was a mushball, and I couldn't handle it. I love TV. I respected it and knew it was very, very powerful, but I had to leave it. I I knew that that part of me was not to be. I went into marketing directing, um, real estate firm, temporary office space, and I was like, okay, I'll be the marketing director, that's great, I was winging it. And um, I was wondering how to market this place. Got an on-flight magazine, and in that on-flight magazine was a story on a full-figured agency. Ooh. Oh wow! Like hello, yeah. I mean, who right. in the in the 90, let's, let's see, in late eighties, it was eighty-nine, and um, I was a twelve, fourteen at the time. I was not making any money. And I go, I can actually work. I don't have to lose 70 pounds to get into this industry. I was like, okay, I'm going to put my black and white pantsuit, patent leather belt, big thick one, unibrow, no hair color, <laughs> and a big red lip. My hair pulled back in a twist or something crazy, and I had some kind of flat on. I'm like thinking, oh, God, I thought it looked really cool then. <laughs> so I go walking in, and the, the agent, Susan George, said, I said, you can't move. I want you to work with me right now. I'm thinking I have a full-time job, so when I told my boss that I was going to be modeling, he said I will pay for all of the um, the airport clubs for you. So whenever you're modeling, you go into the clubs and you p- pitch the the oh. exact you know the the temporary office space. Well, I filled that place pretty quickly, and then I had to leave him. He was not happy, but you know you have to focus to get things going. But I really. Didn't it? You know, I was like, really? There's full figured modeling. It was kind of a perfect timing of that falling into my life, and then saying this is actually the best story. I just walked into the best story. There was a lot of good juicy bits with photographers not wanting to work with you mm-hmm. based on size um, and saying horrible things to you. I remember uh, I was reading a, one called you fatty. I'm not going to shoot this fatty after shoot. an hour and a half of our makeup being put on. Can you imagine being in the director's chair and a guy that he works for Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, the top, top, top? He comes in stinky, smelly, smelly, and a little bit crazy. Like I have no idea what was he doing that night before, but he did not look good. <laughs> he stunk. He was yucky. And I was, just, I was like, it's okay. And then when he looked at me, he goes, "Where's the model?" I'm going, uh, "Hello, like I'm the one all done up." He turned around, walked out, slammed the door, and, you know, just said, I will not work with uh, uh, this person. And I was just like, no one could talk. And uh, I almost left the industry that day. But thank God my agent was like, you're going to keep your... Can I say ass? Say it. Okay. Sure. Okay. You keep your it. ass <laughs> in that studio. <laughs> and he has to come back because it was a big um, jeans uh, shoot. First one, like, really, there was... I did a lot of those first things, mm. like... Wearing the jeans on a billboard, wearing the jeans in an ad in a magazine or something like that. And um, he came back and he said, well, if I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to shoot you sexy. And I was like, oh, God, this is so gross. So, you know, he took my shirt and I go, just step back and shoot Mm -hmm. it because I was about to say do 20 because I was about to do them with him (laughs) and say back off. And I saw him three years later, four years later, after People Magazine named me 50 Most Beautiful People that one time with the Grand Adelaide. I don't know if you've seen that, Oh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I was down in Miami, and I was helping the, the lunch net lady with the breakfast orders because my crew was going out after. We were, I was down there for months with the German crew in Miami during the wintertime. And I get a phone call. Oh, she gets a phone call that I answer, and it's like, is, is Mr. So-and-so there? I was like, my whole body went through like this weird feeling. And I go, uh, hold on. And I look outside, and I'm thinking, well, that guy does kind of look like him. He looks really handsome now, and he looks all cleaned, cleaned up. So I said, yeah, hold on. so I take the wireless phone out to him, and I said, so-and-so, um, I just want to let you know that it's, you know, you have a phone call, and it's really nice to see you. And he goes... "'Oh, Emmy, you're oh, you're doing so great. "'You're doing this and that, and we've got to work together.'" And I was just like, "'Oh, my God, he doesn't remember. "'He doesn't remember shooting me.'" So I said, "'Actually, um, very quickly,' and the two beautiful women are right next to him, and I go, "'You helped me stay in the industry. "'We did actually work together.'" and I want to thank you, and my my whole body was shaking. I I didn't know where those words were coming from, but I quickly gave him the phone, and I was like, that was wild, and I was floating. I felt like I was floating for the rest of the morning, and I couldn't really understand what had happened before my eyes, and it it made me realize, and I say this to a lot of kids um, when I talk to really young children, bullies, are only bullies because they have their own little fissure and little spaces inside their compassion that are hurt and needy. And if you press against something, whether it's their belief in fat or their belief in their careers and their film being looked at by someone who could say, oh, guess what so-and-so did? He just shot a girl that was above a size 12. And that could ruin his career at the time. That was Mm -hmm. some of the concern. So who knows what bullies come into to cause you havoc or pain. Um, it's really, really important to know that it has nothing to do with you That's at not all. Nothing. And if you can, and if you hear this, forgive people who are bullies fast. So you d- detach all the schmutz. You don't and, carry it with you. Yeah, detach it, cut it off because it's not about you and just focus on the wonderful life that you have definitely I wish you were
0: around like when I was going to like elementary and high school cuz I was always a chubby kid
1: yeah. um I think I- you're 10 years younger than when I was coming in your if your mom your mom probably knows me and watched me a lot of we moms. we watched yeah. Yeah. No, but you yeah you are but I wish and... okay. that. Okay. I wish somebody <laughs> was there yeah me yeah, yeah, yeah. what you just
0: said I wish someone was Telling me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, during that time. During that time. And what would you say, you know, to a lot of women? Because I know in television, for us, it's definitely hard. You know, not only are we women, we're African American, we're not that size two. That you gotta fight even harder. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what would you say to women um, who are in a subjective industry and who constantly are getting berated? I just got a viewer email that was very nasty (laughs) this morning. You're doing your job then. And so, mm,
1: mm -hmm, hello. mm -hmm. Yeah. You are. Yeah. You think that it's all, you know, yummy, delicious, gluten-free cakes and cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you do get a lot of a lot of uh, opinions, and especially if you're touching a nerve, um, being who you are, maybe being black, maybe being a woman, maybe being curvy, and you're got a job and you're representing and you're communicating. If you're getting that kind of mail, you're doing your job, yeah. um, and and just. Bless them, mm-hmm. thank yeah. them, thank them. Do not engage yeah. in um, in where they want to go with you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that that feedback. I do appreciate. It. I know that we differ in opinion, but um, please keep keep watching and keep me in in the loop. Yeah. You know, bring bring that sparkle, bring that joy yeah. of why you do what you do and why you want to be a reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I do. I, having had my, my nuggets in the beginning of, of being a producer and, and being involved in covering stories and, and people, um, I try really hard to, to not let the industry um, or people within the industry or industries I've been in business as well um, you know, determine my day. Yeah, I meditate a lot. I pray. I meditate, oh, yes. so that really, really helps. That gets us through. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I have yeah. my Jesus peace. too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But it, but that's 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 important mm. for you know if you're in this work and there's mm-hmm. uh, and you're out there energetically too you're putting you're putting your vulnerability out there. Yeah, it's important to get straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how have you seen the industry change? The modeling industry change? Do you feel like it's more inclusive? Yeah, I do. I think it's definitely since the since '89, from when I began. Yes, I think there's been great strides. Um, when I left the industry, when I had my baby, and and uh, my ex-husband was going through a really tough time um, health-wise, and then I went through cancer myself, and then I went through a divorce. Um, I I didn't see a lot of activity, and that really made me sad. I worked so hard with about ten other girls. Traveling around the world, really representing really really well, and then um, there was a nice lull, and thank God that there was like a group of women, the elder women. I there's a whole bunch of women that um, uh, came together. They left for and they went into IMG. Uh, Ashley Graham, Candice mm-hmm. Uh I think it's Candice Huffine, I believe so. Anyway, it doesn't. Uh, Julie Henderson. Um, a bunch of women just said, you know, we want to represent in a way that really makes a difference, and we want to make an impact. Um, and with those kinds of efforts, and then Ashley taking off like a rocket star, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and really, you know, blazing trails um, for other... My daughter is 16. She yeah. absolutely loves Ashley Graham. <laughs> and it really makes me feel good to know that um, the industry is really here now to stay because of Ashley's efforts, as well as about 15 other models that are working very, mm-hmm. very, very hard and uh, showing up, you yeah. know, trained. Um, professional, um, and uh, getting paid well, actually, which, you know, getting some cred into the business is, is quite good. Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's good to see the magazines. Oh, yeah. In. And Vogue sure, actually stepping sure. up yeah. and saying, hey, yeah. I'm like, really? You know, I, know. I, I, I you know, have to pinch myself, but um, clothing is, we have 100 million women mm-hmm. in our country that are above a size 14. And... We're, not, you know, we're making $21 billion. It superseded all different areas of apparel last year. I mean, $21 billion, and there's about $8, bi- 8 billion left on the table. Um, so manufacturers are investing a lot of money and a lot of you know, people to consult them to know how to do the right grade, know how to do the right fit for their very diversified, full-figured woman. Not all full-figured women are the same, and Mm -hmm. that was the problem for many, many years that the full-figured fit was one fit Mm -hmm. across the board, the matronly, very boxy fit. Well, there's curves in all different ways, and there are women that want to show their joy in the way they Mm -hmm. dress. Instead of looking boxy, I mean, really, hello, right? In yeah. Color. Yeah. Yes. And color, yes. I am so blown away by your color, your jewel tones. It's yeah. So lovely. So um, it's it's really it's not a trend. So I, I'm really proud of the industry. I'm proud of the manufacturers, putting in the time and the money. I'm proud of the, um, the sponsors and the, the the retailers putting money into marketing, and doing fierce campaigns, yeah. lame Bryant, um Uh, uh, Oh, gosh, I don't want to go through a whole list of them, but um, I'm in Lane Bryant right now. Mm -hmm. I'm actually Mm -hmm. doing a campaign for them right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
0: awesome. And so uh, just in terms of this exciting partnership with Syracuse University that you've established and the things that you're doing with them, tell us about that and (laughs) the documentary
1: and all that. Okay, so I was chatting about how important fit and grade and illustration and all that. When I came to Syracuse, um, I, I wasn't involved in fashion at all. I can't really sew. I have a great, you know, I like. Vi- I have a vision, and but thank God there's people that know how to put it all together because I'd be walking around naked, and we don't want that. Um, I'd be embarrassed too. Um, but I, after being in the fashion industry and hearing so many women around the world saying the same kind of things, I go, "What is the deal? Why? Where's? Who's making the clothes?" So I came back to Syracuse and, and suggested to um, Todd Conover and um, Jeffrey uh, Mayer, the, the professors here. I said, what do you guys think about doing something like Fashion Without Limits and having an inclusive fashion program that, that we don't recreate the wheel here on curriculum? but we just expand the aperture of how you teach it. So if you're going to be teaching grading for the straight size, just add to it for up to 24, and then the students that want to go beyond 24, they can, but teach them the concepts. What is proportion? What is this? What is that? And uh, we figured this, we started this in 2013, got it into into, uh, actuality in the 14, and the students at first rebelled. They did not (laughs) like it. It was fashion, darling. How dare you change it? I came to fashion school. <laughs> it's only for the very really, elite, don't you know? And, uh, and then I think we had to, like, slap them and say, snap out of it and say, listen, y- you are a fashion designer. You're in school. You should know the whole gamut, mm-hmm. and then you choose where you want to go mm-hmm. afterwards. And, in fact, if you really want a, ch- a job out of school, you having that know-how, of the full breadth of a woman, whether she's straight size or she's hourglass, whether she's more pear or whatever, is really an asset, and you'll get paid more when you get out of school. So once we said that, I mean, there was a turning of the tide, and then the, the class that, that was like... Rawr, 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 Italian Vogue, WWD a few times, you know, before getting out of school, they were all, you know, exposed, they were in magazines, they were all over, they were like, oh my God, this is really cool. I said, I told you, <laughs> we were going to bring bring it for you. And and you just have to believe, sometimes you have to fall off that edge. So Syracuse um, has been extremely supportive. And they're they're seeing, they get they ex, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, oops, sorry, hopefully we can... Um, we can get other universities, I know FIT is working really hard with Susan mm-hmm. Moses and Catherine Schuller, and we're trying to get Parsons to get it, you know, go into that direction, but sometimes it, 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 everything is in its own timing. So hopefully overseas, we could see more universities embracing this, I know that there's certain exchange ideas that are going on with universities that know about Syracuse's Fashion Without Limits, and, um, and the faculty here is like, please, this is the best thing since sliced bread. We would love to share it. I mean, come on, let's let's do it. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice. The documentary. Awesome. Yes. Okay. So the documentary is Straight Curve, and um, uh, we, I was a part of this wonderful um, uh, documentary film, and it's all about opening the aperture of what beauty is and giving. Models an opportunity, and the public to see models in this way, where we're wearing haute couture, we're wearing um, designer-level dresses and hair, makeup, and fantasy, and um, you you it's hard, it, you know it's you're not used to seeing that type of fashion, that haute fashion. In this way, so your brain is kind of like going, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden you're like, she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, and, and sometimes uh, we've been screening this to adults and to kids. The kids, especially boys, um, get all uncomfortable because they're not supposed to think that curvy women are, are sexy and great because they're going through a whole other really hard mm-hmm. time themselves. Mm-hmm. Boys are really having a hard time. Um, they they. There's too much at their fingertips. Um, they're seeing a skewed image of what a woman is, um, for free online, and mm-hmm. um, and also they're going through their own body image stuff that they're not feeling like. There's a great New York Times ad. Uh, excuse me. Um, op-ed article that came out a couple weeks ago, um, about the boys not doing so well, and I think there's a lot of truth to. There's a lot of emphasis on women mm-hmm. and being empowered and go women, me too, bah, 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 bah. Um, but uh, I think that we need to ask our sons, our nephews, our husbands, our boyfriends, our friends, um, how they're doing sometimes uh, and let them really be real um, because they need to, they need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: So Iris, this is her like question that she came up with when we were formulating things, but she's asking every guest this. What would you tell
1: your younger self? And I love that. young Emmy. So Refinery29 uh, asked some of us that same question. And and it's a good question to ask. Um, I think my response back then is probably going to be the same thing that I would say today in 2018, is to drink in the nectar of the joy that I feel and not try to suppress it not try to tap or to hold down the effervescence or the giddiness that I felt with um I love nature or you know being the you know having such joy in the water or hiking or being out and um because or we're being with friends. I think sometimes when I was younger, I was so conscious about, oh, I shouldn't be too loud, and I shouldn't be too happy, and I shouldn't be so joyful, because there were a lot of people going, God, why are you so happy? When, you know, what's going on? Are you being fake? You know, and uh, I think when you do go through adversity, you have a choice. You have a choice to either be glumpy and sad and low, or you are aware of the stuff that's going on at home or in your life and you choose to be happy there's a choice and at a young age I chose just to really be happy um and I felt sad for some things my mom died when I was 15 and um she left us way too young and uh it was confusing so but no I chose I chose to, to be to lean on the happier side if you can't be happy with someone leaving you but I didn't want to be on that other side of the coin. Yeah. yeah. And where can our listeners connect with you? Because yeah. there's so okay. much
0: more to you that yeah. I would like love to
1: just <laughs> 30 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. okay. So they can connect with me um, at supermodel, Emmy, and that's supermodel, E-M-M-E. Uh, if you follow me on um, Instagram, you're going to see a lot of the new stuff that's happening. My career, knock on wood. Everyone, knock on wood. Thank you. Um, you know, God just kissed me on my forehead. Uh, I have a, a child going to college. and <laughs> My prayers were <laughs> answered. So I'm, I'm working in different areas and doing really cool things. And um, it's, it's a beautiful blessing. So I'm, I'm having fun with that. Um, and then Emmy Style is my website. But Supermodel Emmy on Instagram is probably the best place to start. Okay. And then you'll see all different things you can link in and all that stuff. I can't wait to hear. this has been a joy amazing thank you let's keep the conversation going connect with us
0: on social media using the handle on air tlr and of course if there's a lady you want us to interview just let us know we'll chat again soon in the The ladies ladies room